everyone. Welcome to the MMOs.com podcast. Episode 174. Altai here. Joined by... Grimo Tang. Right. The big R. All the right. big R. The big O. The big R. Cool guy 69 That's it. I got no more nicknames. Well, hopefully I fixed my mic problems from last week. And we are good to go for a new round. All right, Altai. Anything exciting you do this last week? What, what have you been playing? Exciting, not so much. Uh, I watched The Haunting of Hill House, which was a surprisingly good horror show. For someone who doesn't like horror, you know, it's just, just I find it boring. You know, like, ooh, spooky ghost, you know. But Haunting spooky of Hill House ghost. on Netflix, pretty good show. It's got the little, a few jump scares, but mostly it's, you know, psychological horror, as they call it. Ooh, fancy. You know, so I recommend that. Cool. I played a bit of Dark Souls 3 this last week. I've never actually played a Dark Souls game until recently. Just started playing a bit of that. I played a bit of Luna Online recently. Uh, I, I love going back and playing old MMORPGs. I think I might be the only one in the world that enjoys playing really old, really bad games. I, I, I love it for some reason. It's really weird. I, I, I definitely am the only one on the earth like that because this last, like two days ago, or yesterday rather, I wanted to play Legend of Ares. So you can show that on Steam real quick. This sure. game is on Steam. Like I had an itch to play. You know what? I'm like, Last time, I'm like, hmm, I'm not doing anything. I really want to play an old, shitty game. I could be playing a good game, like Final Fantasy XIV, World of Warcraft, or like Guild Wars 2. I could play a good game, or I could play a shitty game. So I want to go play Legend of Ares. I downloaded it. I go to launch the game. I'm all excited to play Legend of Ares, and it says the game is shut down. And it's still on Steam for some reason, though. But yeah, this game shut down apparently on September 30th, 2018, and I had no idea it shut down until just recently. In fact, I bet nobody knows this game shut down because it's such a tiny game, they don't announce anything. Wait, so, so it's on Steam, but... You can't actually play it? Nope. You can hit play a game, it'll download, and then when you go to launch the game on Steam, it'll launch the Red Fox launcher, and it'll say this game is shut down. Hmm. So I wanted odd. to play this game, and I couldn't do it, unfortunately. I played Luna Online earlier. I'm thinking about redoubling Hero Online, all right? Or Hero, maybe like Hero Last Plus Chaos. Hero Plus is what it's called now? Hero Plus, my bad. So for some reason, I love playing like really old, really bad games. In fact, I played 300 Heroes this last week. It was the meme League of Legends ripoff straight from China. I played Five Street this last week. I had a lot of fun playing that. I, I love going back and playing really old games. So that's been that's been my week. And actually, in the post game, I'm going to show Altai some quality Five Street emotes. He's seen some already before, but there's some really good stuff I want to show him in game. But that's yeah. for the post game. I have it installed, uh, so we will give it a shot in the post game. Awesome. So we mentioned Record of Lotus War. Uh, Chad Clark, honestly, it is a good bad game. I agree with you wholeheartedly. I mean, it's really, it adds nothing new to the genre, but it's just, it's just fun to play the game and grind. Like, it is what it is. It's it's what you expect from, like, an MMORPG like that. There's not too much depth. There's not too much there once you scratch the surface. But if you want to play an old game with this, like, I, I like the art style a lot, actually, Record Lotus War. It's got this, like, really neat 2D anime look and isometric view. It's just, if you want to grind, it's a fun game to grind. And I think uh, Redstone is as well. There's a lot of old games like that to meme around with. I'll put that on my list to play, too. Sounds good. Well, so we I got this week. Off. I'm pretty sure you didn't put a weekly raid, but any no, big no stories to raid. I got. I want to talk a little bit about work, uh, Diablo again, but first something fun. I want to start with something fun this week. Let's start with something fun. What do you got, Alta? What's fun? Right. So I saw this on VentureBeat today, and they must have got paid to talk about this because this is a nonsense product here. It's called the Hum. It's a headset that makes you smarter and better at games. What? So you strap it to your face, your head. I'll go to their homepage here. Uh, and it makes you, they advertise it makes you smarter. Yes, it makes you sharper. Update your brain like you update an app. Now, how much do you think VentureBeat got paid to put this up? Because this is That's, obviously bullshit. This is this looks like one of those infomercial products. How bullshit it is! Like late night infomercials. Wow, look, they got the NBA on there. That's why those NBA players are so smart. <laughs> if you combine this with some Red Bull, uh, then you get really smart. <laughs> Ooh, gotta get some Red Bull and the headband. So what is it actually supposed to do? Their, their slogan is "Think better." Well, that's yeah. It makes you think better, yo. So well, how is it supposed to actually work? Does it, like shock you or something? Like to prevent you from like getting lazy? I have I, no clue how it we, works. We all have those moments where you kind of like get lazy when you're playing a game. It's almost like falling asleep behind a wheel, right? You're playing a game, you're playing League, you're playing CS:GO. You're, like you're out of it, you know. You're about you're like zoning out. You're about to look at your other monitor, see what's going on in Discord. It just it just zaps you. It just zaps you. And you just look at your screen, you know. It might do something like that. Hold up, it's got a white paper. And as oh, we know, the Bitcoin craze has uh, made the term white paper enter the common parlance. Mm -hmm. You can't pitch a scam without 
first releasing a white paper. That's the key. Of course. They have a white paper. Oh, they're talking about the prefrontal cortex, all right? They know, all right? Cognitive performance. I'm sold, all right? I see some, like, lines. I see a picture of a brain scan with some colors on it. I'm sold. Let me reserve my copy. How much? Well, we can is, reserve our copy, edge? boys. How much are they going to charge us? Well, we got to we got to put our phone number in. They won't even tell us. Yikes! So that's a fun little scam right there. I I had fun with that. Just imagine people playing like on on a Twitch with these things strapped to their face, trying to get you to it's buy them. It's almost like the, the, they, at the mall booths, right? They sell like those like reverse ions things. They're supposed to like reverse your ne- negative ions and like enhance your blood flow or something. It's it's, it's bullshit. I, I didn't read the story, but I, I, I'm gonna go in and call it a scam. All right, it, uh, I'm calling it, I'm, calling, I'm, I'm calling bullshit as I see it. It injects a one dose of placebo directly into your brain every hour. Okay. Ooh, that's true, actually. Honestly, it, the placebo effect is hella strong. So just by putting this on, you actually might perform better purely because of the placebo effect. All right? You know what's funny? This article is by Dean Takahashi. Yep. He's the, yeah, guy, okay, who, yeah. he's the guy who got shit on on, on, uh, on on Twitter, on YouTube for playing Cuphead. So maybe, maybe we should go back and show the Cuphead clip again. Well, maybe Dean Takahashi needs this, to these If on. he was wearing this, he could play Cuphead exactly. better. He could play the, he'd be the tutorial if he was wearing this, all right? Yeah, that, that was yeah. the problem, all right? If, if this is the, he got really shit on for not being able to beat the tutorial level in, in Cuphead, which is really funny. Right, Quite the go. story. This is him. Afterwards, I'm gonna go, ooh, oh man, this, this, this video, it's a little bit old now, but this, <laughs> this, this, this created a lot of heat for like game journalism, you know? This guy was like, you know, one of the authors on GamesBeat, though, in his defense, GamesBeat is more of like a financial journalism about the video game industry. But like, he, this guy just gets destroyed. Like, my favorite part is him getting stuck with the tutorial. Yep. It just, it was, it was cringe. The boy oh, couldn't figure out Oh, the tutorial's back here. Yeah, 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 I remember this. The tutorial is the best part. Like, this, he couldn't figure this part out. Like, this is, this is like, whew, I die inside of watching this. Like this was a huge. This was a huge thing when it came came out. Yeah, the uh, wrath. When this first came out, this guy got, he just he spent forever getting past this one jump. It was, it was difficult to watch. Oh, he did it! Yay! Hey. But anyway, it took so, a minute thirty. Minute I, thirty to get past the first. I actually jump. don't mind this. Like whatever. He's like a middle aged guy. He's not good at creating yeah. games. Who cares, right? Yeah, he but, needs to wear the the bandana. If this I think is worse. Bro. This I think is worse. Look, Hum's headset turns your brain into overdrive for better gaming. Come on, how can you say that? Like it's it's obviously a scam. You know, like, scroll down to the bottom. Are they, are they paid for this? They'll they'll, they'll They have to be paid. paid for this. Scroll down. If maybe they're not, maybe they want the cover. Let's see. All the way to the bottom. All the way to the bottom. Uh, here. They have to mention. The company is about four, 17 full time and part time employees. Scroll down even further. At the, you just, put it at the bottom. This, past is, a all their this, is, this is a different um, article. Hmm. Once you scroll down, this Lego Movie one. Oh, you're right. So it ends here, I think. They usually dis- they usually disclose if they're um, like if they're if they're actually paid for it or not. Anyway, what? You're right. It's, it's actually worse if they're not paid for it, because then that means he just he actually believes it. <laughs> you know, like if he got paid for it and he says this was a paid product, I can I can at least like wink at him. You know, like I got, I I know I what got you, you bro. I got, I got you, you. You know, like. Actually, in terms of paid sponsorship, maybe we should mention this before, right, in, in the podcast because uh, the guys that make um, Grand Chase, right? This game is actually, it's a mobile mobile game coming out, I think, today or tomorrow, right? So let me link you the video. Maybe we can talk about just this very briefly. Oh, you played they this, actually right? pay us. Yeah, yeah okay. I played And they, they paid us to do, a, to do something for it, right? So mm-hmm. well, about that full disclosure here at MMOs.com, right? So this is a, a sequel to the Grand Chase on the PC. Now, unfortunately, it's got nothing to do with the PC version. You played Grand Chase on the PC. You're kind of expecting, you know, a similar game in the sequel. However, it's a very typical mobile gotcha game, but it's got some action and action gameplay and actually manual aiming ability, so it's a little bit different. But, like, it's nothing like the PC version. So they actually uh, reached out to us and wanted to pay us to do a video, right? Yep. So I do a video. I send it to them, right? And they reply back to me, you know what? You know, at, at like, five minutes in, you said the game wasn't atrocious and it's not terrible. Can you change those words around to saying the game was good? You know, it would it would change the negativity and, you know, kind of make the video seem better. I'm like, no, I'm not going to do that. You know, like, you know, the, the agreement was I'm going to make a video for you guys. I'm not going to change the content of my video to fit this nonsense. You know, like, take it or leave it, you know, as is. And they came back to the next day like, all right, fine. You know, just put it up the way it is. Nice. All right. You got I am not compromising. On my integrity for like, look, listen. For th- if they pay me, they pay me three hundred seventy-five dollars, right, for the video, right? If they're paying me like five thousand dollars, I'll, you know, I ten thousand dollars. You know what? My, I, I might swallow a bit of my, you know, my scruples, right, and, and say that, right. But yeah. for three seventy-five, they ain't getting shit. All right, you gotta, you gotta know your worth. All right, Every, everyone's got a price. All right. <laughs> listen, 
I'm going to keep it real, all right? And honestly, look, I thought it was actually very fair to the game anyway. Typically, when I do these videos for mobile games in any way, I'm trying to look at it from a different angle as well, right? Because obviously, I personally don't like these games, and I've made that very clear throughout my videos and through the podcast, right? But when I look at these games, I, I try to make it informative because there is a huge audience that likes these games, right? And I criticize a lot of the game, and I praise certain parts that I thought were actually different. You know, I, I've played a lot of these mobile games, actually, out of curiosity, and this one is at least a little bit different. There's actually some player input required. It's got autoplay, but there's, there's you know, a lot of a lot of these gacha games are turn-based, right? So there's very little, like, thinking required, right? In this game, you have to actually manually move your units and manually aim abilities and dodge skill shots. Like, th that doesn't happen in most of these games where it's, you know, it, it's basically complete autoplay. So there is some level of skill involved, and I like that a lot. And there's actually a lot of different ways to customize each character, too. So there were some positives and negatives. So I think I kept it very fair, but I wasn't about to... They, they were telling me to change my words from saying not atrocious to saying good. These are not the same things. He, you know, like, I'm not going to say the game is good for money. Unless it's like a crazy amount of money, obviously. I'm thinking about like millions of dollars. I, I, I'm going to say this is the best game I've ever played, all right? For a million dollars, I'll say this is the best game I've ever played. And I think any sensible person, you know, has a price for that stuff. But, like, otherwise, we're keeping it real most of the time, all right? All right. Sounds good. Man, this game is coming, I think, I think tomorrow or tonight. And I'm, I'm personally not too excited to play it, but uh, I'm sure it might do decent. The game's been out in Korea for, like, over a year. Actually, no, January of 2018. So it came out in Korea already. It's coming out in America soon. Well, staying on the world's going for a million dollars. Yo, listen, listen. Nobody can blame me. I'm keeping look, anyone who tells you like any any small time YouTuber that says I'm gonna I would never compromise my integrity, never, no matter what. No, if you give a million dollars, they'll say whatever you want them to say. All right, everyone's got a price. All right, we're keeping it real. All right, Black and Mirror, darkest timeline. If time it involves line. me saying some shitty mobile game is good for a million dollars, I'm gonna do it. All right, but it's gotta be you know a ton of money. If they offer me a thousand dollars, I still wouldn't do it. Okay, after 10k, I might be willing to say like I might be willing to let some things go. I wouldn't say it's the best game ever for $10,000, right? But at a certain price, I'll say it's the best game ever. But, like, it'll be obvious that I'm lying because, like, I, I couldn't I wouldn't be able to hold my laughter in, you know, while saying it. And right. that's it. Right? MOS.com is all about keeping it real. True. And if we True shield, that. we'll tell you that we shield in the podcast anyway. But, yeah, there's no – we're keeping it real, though. Well, keeping on the mobile train for a bit, uh, there's, there's a good long article uh, by Jason Schreier here on Kotaku about Diablo Immortal. And uh, basically, the Diablo team, I guess, at Blizzard. As a few choice quotes that I think are relevant uh, here. Mm -hmm. Let's see. One was... Uh... All right. So, obviously, as we guys, uh, as we know, they teamed up with NetEase because this game was initially meant for the Chinese audience, Diablo Immortal, right? And there's a great quote here from a source at Blizzard. So, three Blizzard sources told me that the original plan for Diablo Immortal had been to release it only in China at first for a few months or maybe a year, in large part to test it out among Chinese fans before releasing in the West. Quote, The quality bar in the Chinese market, especially for frame rate, is extremely low, said one. You can release something that would be considered alpha footage here and it'd be a finished game there. End quote. Wow. How funny is that? So it tells me very clearly that the bar for quality in China seems to be much, much lower. Interesting. Players are okay with playing the real, like, unfinished Dukers over there. And, you know, if you look at the top earning games in uh, China, uh, you know, across the platforms, whether it's PC, right? Things like mm -hmm. Crossfire, when there's real shooters available, you know? It really... I, I, I don't understand why Crossfire is so popular compared to a game like CSGO, which just seems, like, infinitely better. I mean, the only advantage I would say uh, Crossfire has is that it's free to play. But I'm pretty I, sure the game, like you said, is Golden Bullets, where you can just pay for advantages. Yes. But I imagine the tournament, the tournament scene, they probably turned that stuff off. I doubt it. I mean, in China, the tournament scene is basically whoever pays wins, right? <laughs> I don't know. But, but here's what I, is it, this gives me hope, though. Because, you know, every day here in America, at least, we hear about how China's growing so fast. They got all this stuff going on. You know, they're studying all day. They're doing good on those math tests and stuff. They are studying all day, though. But listen, this gives me hope. Because there's no way America will lose to a people who think this is a good game, right? Crossfire or like Diablo Immortal or these Netties games. Mm -hmm. The people who like these games, they cannot defeat people who actually play real games, all right? Even in real combat, they'll lose, all right? So until they start playing real games, we here in the West can rest comfortably knowing we're still going to be on top. Interesting right? perspective there. That is, that is the take I have on for you guys today. Interesting. We'll see how this game does. Again, I read an article earlier today saying that they simply didn't uh, – Blizzard simply didn't you know, F, you know, think they'd get this much lashback for it. I think you mentioned earlier too to me that um, – Blizzard was actually disappointed. The executives at Activision Blizzard were disappointed by the performance of Diablo 3, right? 
They were. Um, if you guys read the article, it's a good article. Basically, Diablo 3 second expansion got uh, axed. A lot of the team got let go. Um, and they've they kind of been in the wind for a while. But there is a Diablo 4 currently under development. Mm-hmm. And I, I, it kind of indicates one of the main gripes I had with Diablo 3 when it came out. Diablo 4 is they want to go back to the old, like, gothic, dark theme of Diablo mm-hmm. 2. And uh, they admitted, basically, that the more cartoony look of Diablo 3 didn't work out. It did not fit their, you know, criteria. It wasn't good. Which is what I said as soon as I saw that game. You know, Diablo 3 looks like Disney, you know, Disney game. It doesn't look like Diablo 2. It doesn't look like Path of Exile. And I, I hope they go back to that kind of mature, uh, dark theme. But, but here's the problem, Alta. You know that's not going to happen, right? You mentioned earlier, too, that um, you mentioned to me earlier, and anyone following the, the Blizzard should recognize, realize that Blizzard is working on a Pokemon Go-style Warcraft game, aren't they? Yeah, well, I should that say seems, you can obviously it doesn't have to be super bubbly and light, but like that's a very casual game concept, right? Yes, they're working on a mobile Warcraft game inspired by Pokemon Go, which will also include single player content of some type. Now, there's no way that game is not going to be like lighthearted or like not like it's not going to be super dark, all right? Because the, the dark themed games aren't going to have the mainstream appeal, you know, like Blizzard's audience now has to be everybody, you know, Blizzard can't. They're not, they're not the same like niche company they used to be during the days of you know, StarCraft, you know Warcraft two and stuff, and Diablo two, right? They're they're trying to appeal to the masses. I, I mean, I disagree. Of that, though. I think I think certain of their franchises can pull off the cartoony look, like Warcraft with War, no World of Warcraft and Hearthstone. But why not have different verticals for different audiences? So why can't Diablo be the mature gothic horror genre game? Because because the, the mature gothic horror market isn't big enough to warrant blizzard to spend any time on it i think yeah there's a market there for path of exile yeah there's a market there for smaller studios it just seems like because of how big blizzard's gone we're not going to get the same kind of games that we got from them in the past and and grizzly made a good point at least Diablo 3 looks grittier than torchlight 2 i mean torchlight 2 looks very very you know colorful and like cartoony i mean they never even tried well, to be like gritty. i should I, I should back up for a minute and just establish the fact that i have no there's no problem with cartoony bubbly games the issue is taking an existing concept right diablo was not a bubbly cartoony game and they made it into one that was the issue i have mm-hmm. so overwatch for example Canary, i think it looks beautiful right i hope mm-hmm. i actually said this somewhere years ago you know, when overwatch came out i hope to make a tv show or movie with overwatch uh, you know an animated series like pixar because yeah, i think could. that'd be great it'd be great uh i just don't think they should take diablo and turn it into that when they could when they have an audience right maybe it's a smaller audience whatever yeah but it's also a wealthier audience you know adults have more money uh so they should just you know, for example, Disney, right? Disney has Disney has studios that make cartoons, and they have studios that make you know more adult content, not adult like, like what? porn. What is what is what does Disney make that's adult? Like, All sure. the superhero movies are made for kids. No, Logan is not made for kids. I think it was rated M. Yeah, yeah, Logan. Logan is one of the few that's made for yeah. Well, that's sure, but that doesn't mean you, that doesn't mean you don't make it though, right? You, you should, they can make more cartoony stuff, but they should keep their existing uh, dark horror theme as oh, a dark point. horror theme. Logan was made by uh, Fox, not Disney. Deadpool, uh, whatever. I, I don't. That, I'm not, that was, was that also Fox? I don't know. Maybe that's probably not. That, that's, I look, mean, obviously they're still look, Marvel Disney, characters. Disney has a lot of studios besides their cartoon uh, studios. I'm sure Disney is behind a lot of M-rated movies. I don't know about that. I think 99 percent of the stuff is made for kids. I mean, Marvel. Everything. I, I'm yeah, sure they, there's they comics in Marvel. Characters out of Fox and stuff too, and they, and Sony, of course, has a you know a franchise, for, a license for Spider-Man as well. So Marvel, the characters themselves can be mature. But it seems like almost everything with Disney makes is definitely aimed at kids, and that, that's why I think it's it's very unlikely for Blizzard to go back to the roots of having this hardcore experience. Like Blizzard, I think could make an amazing, you know, traditional MMORPG or traditional hardcore game like Diablo or Warcraft, but it's just not going to happen because it just seems like that that market's gone too small. Well, look, I I think there's there's enough money to be made in each of these subcategories. You don't have to just because the big. I agree with you. The biggest group, the biggest potential revenue source is the style that aims at everyone right the cartoony look yeah. so but if they if they just put all their eggs in that basket they're letting go of a lot of money i think but and even I mean, as is you said you know activision blizzard was not was not pleased with the revenue that uh diablo 3 generated despite being one of the best-selling games of all time you know they just it wasn't a big of a financial success as blizzard expected or activision blizzard expected because there were there weren't enough microtransactions there wasn't enough recurring revenue and it just wasn't a very, you know, it wasn't worth their effort. I mean, well, they came out and said they weren't it, making a lot of money. Blizzard was happy with it. The problem was, Activ- if you guys you should read the article, basically Activision is bullshitting their way into Blizzard. And I think that's mm-hmm. why the founder of Blizzard recently resigned. Because he doesn't want to, you know, he, he kind of saw the wind swaying. Uh, mm-hmm. And he knows where this is going. 
So they're being penny pinched now. There's a new uh, CFO. The article talks about it. This like uh, this I don't know. This random CFO is in there. She's counting pennies, pissing everyone off. Wrong direction. Well, we'll see. I mean, it seems like Activision is probably the smallest of the three um, the three divisions within. But they're the head probably of probably the least. Val- I would say they're the least valuable of the three divisions. King, Blizzard, and Activision. Uh, Canaris, I personally would love to see a StarCraft uh, MMORPG. World, on, sci-fi, ga- universe, universe of StarCraft. Or ga- I, don't know, I don't know what you call it. <laughs> mm. Alright, I want to talk about an interesting um, interesting post I read on Games Industry. I'm pretty sure you saw it earlier too, Altai. About loot boxes, our favorite, con- our favorite free-to-play uh, controversy point over here. The UK Gambling Commission said there's no link between loot boxes and exposure to gambling. Now, this definitely seems a bit uh, a bit odd because it seems like this defies common sense. The article even mentions that uh, in the UK, for example, the number of problem gamblers amongst children has increased, has quadrupled in the last two years. And and obviously, what changed in the last two years? I would say uh, one of the biggest changes was loot boxes and just how how much bigger they've gotten and how much bigger role they play in video games. But they couldn't find the direct link between the rise of problem gamblers amongst children and, and loot boxes. Well, honestly, I think it's still early days. And one uh, interesting article I read about this, which I think is going to start causing issues, is this one right here. So gifting is coming to Fortnite this patch. Here's how it works. So basically, you're going to be able to buy things in Fortnite, like skins, to people on your friends list mm-hmm. in Fortnite. And I, I can imagine this being really abused by kids. And like, Imagine like you're in third grade. And, you know, you, you gamble some, with some dice with kids in your grade. And you, instead of paying cash, because you guys don't have cash, you're going to be buying each other skins in Fortnite. Ooh, you're right. You know, like I remember in in, 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 I think definitely in high school, but probably before we, my friends and I, we, we play something called dice game. I think it was two or three dice. Do you remember more? We used to roll it. And then if they matched or something, there was some real, you, 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 you would pay each other the difference in dollars. Is exactly. One yeah. We would gamble in school like that all the time. I mean, if you think of it this way too, I mean, gambling amongst kids has always been a thing too. I mean, do you remember uh, crazy bones? There were these yeah, little yeah. plastic miniatures you get, almost like trading cards, but they're miniatures that come inside these like booster packs or like you know plastic, and you just line them up and you flick them at each other, right? And there's rare ones, there's like common ones. Top hat. And if you had, if you had like top hat, top hat was like the big dick one, all right. It was like the rarest one. I had a fucking top hat, all right. But anyway, I was playing against this kid who also had a top hat, and I you line up your figurines, your 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 uh, crazy bones, and you flick them at each other. I remember in in grade school, I played against this kid. And, I, and I, we were playing for keepsies, obviously. You know, that's, that's a big dick. That, that, that's basically like full loop PvP mode IRL, all right? So if you knock the guy's uh, crazy bone down, you get to keep it. If he knocks yours down, he keeps his too. So he played with his rare piece because he's, he's a retard. Because people like thought the rare pieces, like they flick better. They have better accuracy, right? But they're just, they're just lumps of plastic. So it doesn't really matter which, whether you have a rare one or an easy one, right? They're the same shit. They just flick. So I, I, I won. I took his crazy bone. I, t- I took his top hat. And he cried to the teacher. And I had to give his shit back. I felt like I got cheated. Because I know if I lost, I don't, I don't let him keep my shit. I wasn't going to cry about it, but this motherfucker, he cried, went to the teacher, and I lost. I, I, didn't, get, I didn't get to keep my, my winnings. You didn't get to keep it? Oh, man. I, no, because he cried. That's funny. I, if I lost, I would have I would have handed my shit over with a heartbeat. You know, I, I ain't no bitch, but, you know, this kid, this kid bitched out. I didn't get to keep my keep my crazy bones. I'm showing you guys uh, a video of what these things look like. I'm, we're kind of aging ourselves here. So if anyone here. Yeah, nobody else knows these problems. anyone else knows what these are, please say something in chat so we don't feel too old. Yeah, I never I heard of them. Oh my though. god, we're so old. Like this was like a form of gambling when you were younger. We did this yeah. in grade school. Like so, but like you said, with 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 gifting in Fortnite, people going to gamble in school over whatever they're going to gamble over, and then they're going to they're going to settle their bets with Fortnite gifts. Because like you can't ask your mom for cash. Like, hey mom, I lost a bet to the Jimmy at school. I need to give him ten dollars cash. It's not going to work. But like, mom, I want to buy something in Fortnite. All right, whatever, son. Here you go. You know, like th- that's going to happen. So they'll be able to settle their bets by gifting in Fortnite. Because Fortnite like skins are as good as cash, or V bucks are as good as cash to kids anyway. Yeah, so I think I, I, I see a lot of gambling coming down the pipeline, and I think if anything, the UK was a little early. Uh, mm-hmm. So this is a gifting article, like I said, and I got another big article right here. So while oh, yeah. the UK may have just ruled that it's not gambling, the U.S. Federal Trade Commission has just launched an investigation. Nothing's going to happen. All right. If the UK came to the same conclusion that the, the EA ignored the Belgian courts, this ain't going anywhere. All right. This this seems like so established already. I, well, I would be bamboozled. Whether it's blown. established or not is not the, is not the point, you know, like that's not going to be what they're looking for. 
again, I, I, this would be such a, a change of the status quo if they actually regulated these. And I don't think it's going to happen. There's no uh, way. I don't know. I, there's, there's so much worse going on than loot boxes. Like, kids spending $500 on Game of War or, or like, waifu collectors on their mobile games on their parents' phones, that, that seems like a bigger problem. Well, it's in the same category, isn't it? The, the waifu, because they're random? Sure. But like, yeah. but the people, the kids spending money on their parents' accounts seems like a bigger deal than like people voluntarily buying well, those these are, gift boxes. But they're but they're combined because the reason the kids are doing it is because they're addicted. Like they just they need that hit of like that shiny box opening. The shiny box opening it, it is actually pretty remarkable. If you look, if you play any of these gacha games on mobile, especially the the animation they put for like opening the box, right, is always like very colorful and interesting. I know, um, like in that Grand Chase game, like it would like shake and it would open, like and like. Uh, like confetti would fly out and you can see the piece like come up like the hero you unlock come up like every game's got these really colorful scenes for, like unboxing the loot boxes that like it's it done in a purposeful way you know they find the most effective like types of colors to use the amount of flash to use to get like you know, the right response from the player so it, it's pretty crazy uh okay but I'm not as sure as you that something won't come out of this eventually I nothing's think... gonna come out of it I'm calling it I'll th- Remo's calling it right now all these investigations, nothing's going to happen. Loot box will keep happening. People will keep bitching about it, and nothing's going to change. All right. Well, you know, um, one – okay, so I'm pretty harsh on mobile games, but I'm not against them in principle, right? They can be done well. <laughs> like Clash Royale, I, I still defend as a good game. There is a new game coming out by Supercell, and they don't really put out too many new games. So uh, I'm actually excited this, when this one comes out. It's called Brawl Stars. Have you guys heard of this? Nope. Uh, it's a three-on-three, uh, some kind of – uh, you know, just three on three real time uh, shooting game of some sort. So it kind of looks like a mini. It kind of looks like we played like games like this on like StarCraft custom games and stuff. You basically walk around and you got to kill the other team. This is a battle royale game. Do you find like upgrades or something? I think there's like items scattered around the map, but it's a three on three quick short matches and it could be fun. Interesting. But you know what they're going to pay to win elements too. Like, like every. You know, Clash Royale was pay to win, as was Clash of Clans, as was every game by Supercell. But I, uh, to their credit, to Supercell's credit, they they try to make games that are a little bit different. You know, Clash Royale was radically different than any other mobile game at the time. And since we've seen tons of clones, so maybe this will be a little different too. And yeah, no, this game is not new, guys. But it, what I what I meant to say is the global launch is coming soon. I think it's been available in a few countries, like Canada, for example, had this game for like a year, I think. But uh, it's coming to the world now. So I'll tell you, um. Also, slightly mobile-related, but uh, this is a typical Korean free-to-play game. I put the article on Mobiles.com homepage. Busty Mobile CCG Destiny Child oh, is I launching in December. This. So I, I remember when, when, I, when I first did this video, we mentioned it in the podcast like over a year ago. Like this game is like unusually busty. Like there are just a lot of bouncy boob scenes in this game. Like they actually censored it quite a bit for the American release. I'm the not American surprised. version has a lot less boobs, a lot less cleavage than the. In the version that's in South Korea, and I don't approve. Uh, look, I, I just paused it on your first look, and I'm sure this is the Korean version, right? Mm-hmm. So, like, look at the scene. Like, what is going on here? Like, <laughs> let me take a look. This is great. This is a good scene. Hit, hit resume. Let's see some boob jiggles. All right. Oh my god. But here's the problem, though. In in I guess in Asia, cartoon alone doesn't is not enough to signify if it's for kids or adults, right? Because in Asia, you have adult cartoons. You know, and you have children's cartoons, but in America, I feel like a lot of uh, parents are still not used to the concept of adult cartoons. So when they see a cartoon game or show, they assume it's for kids. So I think a lot of young kids are going to be playing this in America. So that's why they had to. Censor oh, you—they're doing it for the kids. Gotta protect so. the kids from the boobs. Go to 3:45, by the way, and resume it over there. I love the boob physics in this game. They really went all out on the boobs. All right, this is where the budget went, boys. Three, four, there you go. Look at this. Ooh, oh my goodness. Oh baby. Look at those boobs go. How this quality look at this. This is quality mobile gaming, alright? My eyes are principally fixed on those bouncing boobs. You're not gonna see this in English. Why would you ever play the English version when they take this beautiful thing away? Alright? If they take this away, there's no point. Alright, this is the game. <laughs> I next gen. Best game ever. Unzips. Yo, me too, Saffron. Woo! Breathing looks so orgasmic to them. Yeah, they're like, it's actually pretty remarkable just how like, this is actually one of the more most sexualized Korean games I've played. Like, if it was Japanese, I feel like I've seen a lot of hentai. So like, Japan can go pretty extreme, but like, this is probably the most sexualized Korean game I've seen. And uh, if you couldn't tell already, 
This game's art director is the same guy who did the art for Blade and Soul. So, like, the same oily, busty boobiness exists in both games. Interesting. But you know, I do, very but, odd. Like, hmm. Korea makes this, right? But porn, yeah. like, straight, regular human porn is illegal in Korea. But well, that's why. You know, they, they have to take out their, you know, they got to put it in cartoon form because they can't express themselves through porn. There you go. But like, what's crazy is... um. I didn't even realize it was censored, right? Because I looked at the, the official video. We showed the official video. It still looks a little bit like there's still some big boobs and stuff. But all the comments are like, oh, my God, I can't believe they censored this. Like, I, I'm not playing this. I'm playing the Korean version. Like, there's still some scenes in the in this one where you can still see some big boob action. But obviously nowhere near as much as the the other one. It looks pretty big to me still. Like here, if we go Ooh, back here. Go. I think it's more covered. Than... Uh, I mean, I guess. But look, if you look at the background here, Ooh. it's pretty... Boob. That, that the game is called Boob and Soul. I do refer to Blade and Soul, unironically as Boob and Soul. I don't think it's, it's that. Like I don't know. Who knows? Who knows? It, it doesn't. I think that people who are playing it for that reason will still have plenty to, to look forward to. Man, it's coming out in December, so we're getting a lot of mobile games. Holy shit! Mobile games left and right, boys. Basically, any mobile game that comes out in Korea, if it does even remotely well, it'll come to Eng you know, in English as well. I think localizing these mobile games is probably a lot cheaper than localizing the. The, the PC games. I think a lot more of these mobile games are making making their way out of Korea and Japan and China to America than the other way around. Because like we never really had that many Chinese games come to America, like Chinese MMORPGs. Yes, Perfect World tried to bring their games here. Chang'e tried with Dragon Oath and Jade Dynasty and stuff. Those games have tried to come here. Revelation Online came here, but we've already seen so many more Chinese mobile games come here. There are, there are hundreds, if not thousands, of Chinese mobile games that already launched in America. So it, it must be easier to localize these games. Maybe because there's less gameplay. I don't know. Oh, oh that's great. Uh, I used to shit on mobile games, but after playing uh, Fake Grand Order for a while, I've realized I've spent 200 plus. They make it so easy to spend, sad face. What <laughs> on is Dream Tree? Fake Grand Order is making over a billion dollars a year. It's one of the most high, most successful mobile games ever. In fact, I think uh, we just saw Worldwide Games Market for October of 2018. Super Data published their report, and good old... Uh, Fake Grand Order is, I think, number two or three, is number uh, number six on the list of highest grossing mobile games for the month. They make over a billion dollars a year. And I actually found a pretty astonishing fact recently that um, if you look at sales for Final Fantasy 15, right, the actual console version of the game, you know, it, it, I see an article that they sold 8.1 million copies. Now, obviously, all 8.1 million copies were not sold at $60. And obviously, 60, the $60 price tag includes the retail margin of like 10-15%. So we look at pretty, you know, we assume Square Enix made $45 per unit sold, which actually might be on the high end because you can find new copies of Final Fantasy 15 at GameStop today for $20, right? So the price went down a lot already. If you multiply that by 8.1, it's about $360 million, right? If you look at the sales of Final Fantasy 15: A New Empire, the mobile strategy pay-to-win garbage game that game has made over $360 million in the last 13 months. It's been out less, and it's made more money than the PS4, and that includes PS4, Steam, all that jazz. So the spinoff garbage strategy game made more money. And when I mentioned it to my friend, my friend jokingly told me, like, oh, they, they probably just made uh, Final Fantasy 15 so they, can, so, they can spin up, so they can make their main game, the mobile game. So these weird spinoff games are making more money than the mainline franchise, which we live in truly... Interesting times, and I, I think uh, Nico Plus's comment in the in, in the Twitch chat really captures all of this. I hate this world; like it's insane that the spinoff game, that's a purely cash grab, pay to win strategy game, made more revenue than the the mainline series that took over ten years to develop and obviously way more money to make. It's nuts. It is nuts. Um... It, it really hurts my soul again. Just how, how much I, I didn't think it'd be anywhere near that successful, but we mentioned the previous um podcast that fake grand order has already made over two billion dollars like 2.5 billion that's more money than every single metal gear solid game ever since the 1980 whenever the first one came out if you add up every game in the metal gear solid series including the spinoffs all their sales fake grand order in the last like two years three years has made more money than everything in the metal gear solid franchise the metal gear franchise well you know Kon insane. konami has shifted heavily to mobile i wouldn't be surprised Ooh. to see something like metal gear uh the empire building experience like Foxconn Empires, whatever whatever their the name of their uh, organization is in that in that world, I forgot. Okay, you remind me of another good story I, I saw on Venture Beat earlier today. 
there's a new mobile game coming out Altai, called Warhammer Chaos and Conquest. Games About Workshop time. announced that it has partnered with studio Tilting Point and Hunted Cow for Warhammer Chaos and Conquest, a new mobile game based on the fantasy franchise. And as you already guessed, everyone in the chat, it is literally going to be a Game of War style game where you build these empires you, and you with pay to win element. It's going to be just like Game of War, Final Fantasy XV, New Empire, Clash of Clans, like that style game. It's going to be the same nonsense. We, we've already seen like every IP throwing themselves this garbage. We've seen uh, uh, Game of Thrones do it as well with Game of Thrones Conquest. So it's just, it's just sad that so many games are going down this garbage dumpster fire of a path. And we could easily see this with... Uh, how long until we see a Metal Gear version of this? Um, not long. Konami is going super into mobile. I'm actually surprised we haven't seen a Warcraft version. Because Warcraft oh, is that's so gonna, that, well that's coming next. That's coming next. It has Warcraft, to. Empires at War. And you can play as like the Night Elves, the Orcs, the Humans, Undead. Oh my god, they're going to make so much money. <laughs> yeah, they would they make, would. If they did that, if they just copied... Look, Final Fantasy XV, which I think is a much... We Final Fantasy is a much weaker franchise, I would say, than Warcraft or World of Warcraft, right? I think World of Warcraft is a much more impactful franchise. I mean, yeah. they're both huge franchises. Well, especially but... Final Fantasy XV. It's like just yes. that one world, you know? Exactly. And, and that was able to make over $370 million off this mobile garbage. And and Warcraft actually lends itself more to this like PvP factions, right? Where you can have Night Elf, you get the Horde versus Alliance, the different race, you know, races in the game fighting against each other. Like that. It makes more sense from like like a from a story perspective to be able to make a strategy game like that. But it's gonna be oh my god, it, it hurts because I know they're gonna make so much money doing it. Like it, it seems like such a terrible game, but they're gonna make so much money doing it that it's inevitable. League of Legends Empire. I got a better name for you, okay? League of Legends Runeterra Empires or something like that. Runeterra at War. And you just play as the different factions. You build up barracks. Uh, it takes two days, but if you click and buy some gems, instant baby. Let's go. You you train some ashes instead of archers. You train ashes. Okay. I like it. Instead of foot soldiers, you train uh, the spin Garen's, to win. Garen's. Garen. Yeah, Garen. He's, he's a dude with a sword. You make Garen. <laughs> That'd be so funny. It's like, yo, dude, this guy's attacking me with two thousand Garen's. Help me up, bro. <laughs> <laughs> Witcher three, War of Empires. Honestly, it could easily happen too. And it's just, it's absolutely nuts how much money these uh, these games are making. All right, I want to talk about a, a bit of a controversy this week. I'm, I'm curious where you stand in this one, Altai. It's also Fortnite-related, <laughs> but not so much about Fortnite the game, but Fortnite the dance moves. What do you think about this, Altai? Let me see this. So when does... This guy wrote an article on GameIndustry.biz. When does homage become a ripoff? Legal or not, Epic Games' uncompensated oh. copying of other creators' dance in Fortnite has called the company's morality into question. So what's happening is a bunch of performers, dancers, and actors are upset that Fortnite has these signature dance moves in the game. Like, there's that... Obviously, we all know the default dance from Fortnite came from Turk, from uh, Scrubs, right? That that one dance move? Oh, yeah. This so, is basically, funny. saying this is, uh, this is like some... It's some immoral activity by, by Epic Games. How do, how do you feel about this? Well, I read I read about this, and apparently, in America, you cannot, you know, claim ownership yeah, of I know. any kind of dance format, right? Mm -hmm. And honestly, I think... I don't have a problem with this. If anything, it's kind of helping them. It's it's kind of like, I watched Scrubs. I loved I loved it when it was new. Like when, when, yeah, when same. It was, but I kind of forgot about it, right? In fact, yeah, the dance didn't mean anything to me. Yeah, when I, when I played Fortnite and I saw that dance, I didn't recognize it was that dance, right? But now after this controversy, I'm like, oh yeah, that character and that show. And yeah, I used to love that show. So yeah. I, I think if anything, it's bringing it back. Yeah, I think it's really just giving. Honestly, it's giving additional exposure to the dancers and stuff that yeah. do this stuff, right? And like as is according to U.S. law. Copyright. There is no copyright for dance moves. You can copyright apparently something called choreography, which would be like an entire skit, like an entire performance, would be copyrightable, but not individual dance moves. And nothing and everything within Fortnite is individual dance moves. So as is the the law does not support the people upset about this, but it seems really you know weird that they would even care. I mean, if anything, I I think it gives them additional exposure. And what's really really annoying is that when I read this article, I think um. The part that really nagged me was he tried the author of this post tried to compare it to like freelance artists and freelance like uh, designers that like don't get their work appreciated. Like when a freelance artist charges like a hundred dollars, like five hundred dollars for like a, a design, like the employer might get mad. That's too much money or something, right? Because like they're showing they don't appreciate the work of the freelance artist and the designer. But that seems like completely disconnected from trying to copyright dance moves. Like I, I obviously, you know, freelance artists can charge where they want, you know, and good for them. It should also the, be noted draw a parallel there. that this is nothing new. Uh, if you guys recall, I'm, I'm going to play the track without saying anything and see if you guys notice what this is from. Okay. Okay. 
<laughs> yep, you guys got it. <laughs> yep, so the Draenei, the Draenei from uh, World of Warcraft, they, their dance, their slash dance is literally uh, the Tunak Tunak guy. So, come on, this is nothing new, you know? So, uh, these guys well, should... Well, the argument is that Blizzard at no point tried to monetize this the way, you know, for, for Epic Games is, you know, apparently making millions of dollars selling these, you know, dance moves to players. Whereas Blizzard always made it available for free. That was like the, well, the difference. That, that was Blizzard's mistake back then because they probably didn't think they could get away with it. See, if Blizzard knew back then that people True. like you were willing to pay for emotes, you can bet they'd be in there. But, no, see, here's the thing. The people at Blizzard were like, we gotta make, all right, how do we make money? We gotta make a really good game. Yeah, that's probably the best way to make money. Yeah, you're right, you're right. So they worked on that. They were, they were wrong. They, they were, were wrong. wrong. That's not what yeah. you need to do. Yeah, if, if they just, if only they knew, they could make their stupid Drenay do all these different dances and people paying five bucks each time, you know. Oh, they would have done it, trust me. <laughs> Does World of Warcraft have like a cash shop where you can buy emotes or no? Uh, you can buy mounts. Uh, I know you can buy mounts. Here, a real talk. I never once clicked into the store when I played. Really? So I just don't know, but I don't think you can buy emotes. But that, yeah, that's I've how little interest I have. And I like them. I like them a lot. I'm not going to pay for them personally because I'm kind of cheap. But like, I, I actually, that's like something I would consider paying for if they're the right price. And I think Final Fantasy 14 actually has really cheap emotes. Like, you can buy stuff in the cash app for like a dollar or two, right? They're actually microtransactions, unlike, you know, like $30 skins in League of Legends or like Blade and Soul, where a single outfit costs like 40 bucks or 20 bucks. You know, they're actually relatively cheap in Final Fantasy 14. I've never bought them, but like, I've, I've thought about it. Yeah, so you're right though. You're right. You're, that's, a, that's a pretty good distinction though. Wow, did not monetize it, but in my opinion, that's only because back then, probably they never thought they never thought they could monetize it. Uh, their mistake. Their, their mistake. mistake. Yeah. In hindsight, it's their mistake. Also, I I, I don't even see like uh, there was another post, another video that came up by um, Jim Sterling about microtransactions, and every time I read the comments on Reddit about people complaining about microtransactions, people are sh shitting on Overwatch. It still bothers me because. Who cares if they're if they're monetizing some bullshit emotes? Like in Fortnite, who cares that they're selling skins? Like they're not selling any power. Like you play Fortnite for free, you're not like losing out on anything. You know, yeah, you can't pick your character, you can't like do some special dance moves or anything. Who cares? They're not selling you power, they're not ruining the game, they're not affecting the gameplay balance at all. Like it seems like the least like the people that deserve the least hate on these microtransaction things seems to be Overwatch and Fortnite and, and, and games like that. Like League of Legends arguably deserved a lot of hate back when uh rune pages were very important. No, and obviously I you don't actually the heroes either. Like stuff like that is, is a reasonable complaint. But you know, games like Dota, CS:GO are honestly like, who cares? It's cosmetics for some bullshit. It, it's such a non-issue. All right, side, side tangent here for a minute. I I I know a way to for Riot Games to put League back on top, at least in revenue. You sell how do you, do? How do you, do? you sell thirty dollar League Premium Pack. Well, here's what it includes: level thirty account. Okay. Uh, like mm -hmm. all the heroes unlocked, maybe charge sixty bucks. Okay, so people who and then and then you massively up how quickly you ban people for being toxic. Now here's now here's the beauty of it: all those people who are toxic are gonna want to play, and if they see that for sixty bucks, they can buy a new thirty level thirty account with all the characters, they'll buy it, and then all the revenue will go back up. Boom, 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 baby. So you're gonna sell accounts people that got banned for being toxic, and yeah. then you're gonna keep banning them or something? Yeah, yeah. So you you sell an account that starts at level thirty with all the characters unlocked for for like fifty bucks. That's too good of a deal, though. And they, they would lose out on a lot of money because those guys would buy all those characters anyway. Fine. You give them, like, half the characters. Whatever. Like, Ooh, you make... I got an idea. I got an idea for League. You know what League's got to do? $10 a month, $15 a month premium subscription for League of Legends. League of Legends VIP. It includes... It automatically unlocks all characters. And one one skin for every character for free. Ooh. Think about it. That could be genius. People would pay for it, for sure. A well, lot of people, I think, would pay for well, it. Uh, maybe you forgot this already, Mark, but wow, I mean, Dota actually has a premium subscription now. I think it's like mm -hmm. five bucks a month. And yeah, for Dota Plus. So many people I know, right, that play Dota, they, they're paying for it. It's If you just queue a random game of Dota, uh, even normal, not, not even ranked, mm -hmm. multiple people in your game will be Dota Plus subscribers. Isn't that crazy? Isn't that crazy? You, get, you don't even get skins for that, right? That, no, that's, that's basically nothing. you tools to measure. Like, you can see additional stats, like who did how much damage on every team. And, and AI would tell you like what items to buy, when to buy, and stuff like that, right? Yeah, I actually trolled. Wait, it, it seems like better. Imagine fifty dollars a month for League of Legends to get access to all the characters and maybe like two skins for every character. Honestly, they can make all skins too if you want. Like, why not? Right? Fifty dollars a month is good money. A, a, a lot of people don't spend that kind of money anyway. So, like, if they get fifty dollars a month for it, I think League of Legends can make mad bank. And honestly, that would also get a lot of people off the the hate train for League of Legends, right? Because I think there there is a there is a valid ex reason. 
to not like the business model of League of Legends because it is a pay for advantage system where, you know, if you don't match all the heroes, you you are playing a disadvantage. But if it if, if you offer that in a subscription that gives you everything, it seems like the default version is almost like a free trial where that's fine. You know, there are free trials for World of Warcraft today where you just literally can't get beyond level forty or level like whatever in Final Fantasy Forty is a similar free trial, right? So the the free to play version can be seen as a trial, and the premium subscription version can be seen as the, the base game. And if it does a month, that's it. You know, you get access to everything. That'd be a, I think it'd be a really good model for them. I think some kind of premium subscription, they do need one. Dota showed that it worked. They can charge more and offer more. That's fine. Um, mm-hmm. To get back to Jim Sterling for a minute, I, I think the reason he's so harsh on these microtransactions is because he I think he's primarily, right, not exclusively, primarily a console gamer. And I think this is this year, just 2018, it hasn't been too memorable for us MMO gamers, right? But for console-focused you know, gamers, I think 2018 will go down in history books. It's a very important year. Digital sales are now, I believe, the majority of sales on on, con- on console. We have all, not all, but a huge number of free-to-play and previously like PC games on uh, consoles now. Whether you know Path of Exile, the, uh, Fortnite, all these MMORPGs, you know, like they're they're Terra and stuff. They're all going to console now, and so yeah. you have people that are used to for I say the past 25, 30 years going to the store, buying a fifty-dollar or sixty-dollar disc and just playing their game. In just one year, what took us PC gamers like 20 years to get used to, they're kind of getting that in, in one year. They went from, you know, just buy the game, put it in, play, to, you know, download, patches, DLCs, micro loot boxes, you know, random this, random that, cosmetics. So to them, it's like, whoa, where, the, where, where is this all coming from? But we're just used to it. So it's not as, so we're like, what's the big deal, you know, because we're used to it, but they're not used to it. Well, I mean, that, that's a good point. I mean, while console games have had long had like season passes and DLCs, it was not quite the level of like, in your face, down your throat, the way all these Korean free-to-play games have been, right? Yeah. So, yeah, all these games came to console relatively recently. I mean, a lot of these Revelation Online's on there, Skyforge is on there, Terra's on there, BDO's coming on there real soon. I mean, they did it better, like, last, earlier this month, actually. I think full release is coming real soon. Warface, that, so, like, all, all these free games. shooters, yeah. Yeah, like, all these games coming on there all at once. So it's definitely new exposure for them. But it still seems like, to me, it's, like, the most innocuous, like, thing the game is free anyway just don't play if you don't like it it just seems like everybody everybody just wants to have their their, their cake and eat it too like i can see a dish i honestly for a free-to-play game especially the, i think jim Sterling makes a good point that like a free-to-play game he gives that a pass right if it's a free-to-play game but he doesn't give overwatch a pass because you'd pay 20 bucks for it or whatever the game costs so he's 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 rightfully a little more harsh on buy-to-play games because he realized that a free-to-play games you just don't have to, you know you can just not play it but even as a buy-to-play game you know 20 dollar game is pretty cheap Game the, the price inflation for games have not kept up with like the crazy budget these games have had too, so games should be more expensive too. But I I, I just like that games don't give you advantages on the PC the way they do on on, on, on mobile. You know, oh, it's no coming. amount of buying skins. That's help coming you next. Overall. Don't worry. It, it could easily we've seen it, it's already there in China. You know, I, I think we should count our blessings here in the West that we player some player outrage has kept game companies in check on what they, what they're allowed to get away with on the PC. I mean. I I did I did videos for a bunch of meme Chinese mobas. You know, there's there's one moba, um, what was it called? I have it on Steam. Uh, something Heroes. Heroes Evolve is a game that's on Steam. Maybe show a video for that. We Heroes, talked about League right. and Dota, and people complain about leagues. Uh, you know, you you, know, you have to pay for all the skins. But there's a game called Heroes Evolve. It's on mobile as well, and this game is on PC on Steam as well. It's also on. It's also much more popular in China than it is in America. But it's a traditional moba. It looks a lot like it looks like a mix of League and Dota actually. But this game really takes the microtransactions to the next level. Not only do they charge for heroes the way you know any other like like league does, but you can literally, when you die in the game, if you pay money, you can instantly revive. You can pay money for instant revive. Like in Dota 2, you can do that, but with in-game currency. Like it costs a lot of gold in Dota 2 to buy back. In Heroes Evolved, it takes a credit card. <laughs> but, in but Heroes Evolved, this isn't some small game with like 100 players, right? Tell us how big this game is. Uh, this game is big in China. I, yeah, the numbers in, China. in America are not big. Numbers, numbers in America. In America, not in America. Big. I'm in America. It's huge in, America, in China. Yeah, this, this, this game is much bigger in China. Uh, Threat of Heroes also is like certain heroes you can only buy with cash shop. That game's got some... Just, obviously, the most broken heroes are only available with cash. You just can't buy them in-game normally. And I know the numbers for 300 Heroes. I don't know the numbers for Heroes Evolve top of my head. But 300 Heroes has like 30 servers. And I played just earlier this week. And one of the servers I played on had 25,000 concurrent users on. And there's 30 servers. There are hundreds of thousands of players playing these Duker games in China where they just outright pay to win. You know, we mentioned that uh, Crossfire... The most successful FPS game in the world, bigger than Counter Strike, has like golden bullets and pay to win gear in that game. You can literally pay for overpriced, overpowered guns in that game. And imagine just playing Heroes Evolved 
a MOBA where I remember I was playing with my buddy Chicken and like you could actually pay money for uh like for a mobile store. So if you're in lane right now, right? You're you're in lane and mid lane, you're battling your opponent, right? And like you have to go back to shop, he's gotta go back to shop, and all of a sudden he opens up a store, like a, a little bird flies next to him and he can just shop in lane. If he pays like two dollars, he can just do that. It's a one time use. Two dollars, you can shop in lane. Otherwise, he he can he has the same time. He doesn't have to go back to base to shop. He shops in lane, and you uh, you're playing a big disadvantage now. You have to either go back or you also pay two dollars. It's a, it's actually hilarious just the amount of pay to win stuff that you that, that 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 Chinese games get away with. So in a way, I think it's good that players are pushed back against this stuff. But my only concern is I don't want players to push back against you know honest you know microtransactions. I consider honest microtransactions anything that gives you non gameplay altering stuff, whether it's skins, dances, cosmetics. All that jazz. If it doesn't alter the gameplay, I don't want to hear any complaints about it. I don't care that Overwatch sells me skins. I don't care if a game is a hundred dollar loot box where you can get special mounts that, that just look pretty. Like I want to push back against the bullshit that Heroes Evolve tries to do and these Chinese games try to do. I don't want to push back against skins. I think I think to take that aside for a minute. I think they see the skins and cosmetics that you mentioned as the forward landing. Then they see that they see that this is coming next. This is behind the, you know, this is the next landing. After the beachhead is secure, Chaos Shield, thank you for that sub. 17 uh, months in a row. Thanks, fam. <laughs> people need to push back against the writing in Final Fantasy XIV. I agree. I don't know. I, 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 I don't <laughs> think it's fair. If anything, all that pushback is going to lead player, developers more into mobile, if anything. In mobile games, everyone's already kind of agreed that pay to win is a free for all there. Anything goes there. But it just, I don't know. I, I played, I, pl I was playing through the Heroes. I was playing this uh, Heroes Evolved game, I think, like six months, eight months ago. And every time like somebody bought back, it felt good because like when I when I killed somebody and they spent money to buy it back, it, it was really satisfying to me. And like you know, like Dota has like um, belief of fortifications where you can mm -hmm. like make your buildings invulnerable. That only exists in, th in in Heroes Evolved if you pay money. It's like fifty cents per glyph. There's, there's no way to get it for free. You have to pay for every glyph, which is That's pretty hilarious. funny. Is there a cooldown though, or do you, can you just? There keep is clipping? a cooldown. There is oh. a cooldown. It'd be so funny. However, if... however, yeah. listen, listen. There's like a, right. It's a pretty big cooldown, so like you can't completely pay your win, pay pay to win the victory, right? I think it's like, there's like five minute cooldown on buybacks if you pay money for them, right? Five or ten minutes. I forget what the number was. However, if you're like VIP level six, the cooldown on buying back decreases. So you can pay money quicker again. So if you spend more money, you can buy back even quicker. That, that cooldown decreases how much, depending on how much money you spent in the game. But at no point can you instantly buy back every time. But it's still just hilarious that the only way to buy back in this game is to pay real life money. It's amazing. Mm -hmm. I love it. I love it. <laughs> I love it. it, it we, we live in a, it's truly remarkable just how pay to win some of these Chinese PC games are. 300 heroes as well as all these heroes that are only available for um for in-game money for, for real life money but you can't get them with in-game currency and farming they're all they're special heroes that are cash up only and some of them just cost a lot of money too and obviously they're more powerful than others i mean that game's got no sense of balance i mean i played 300 heroes earlier like, earlier this week i love playing shitty chinese games don't get me wrong i i enjoy them because they're hilarious but uh the balance does not exist in those games and they don't, they don't even try to because they realize you know they don't mind paying to win in those games you know what's funny? So I hear this a lot too, that people say PC gaming is expensive, right? Any gamer who says PC gaming is expensive just does it's not good at math. Right? Because every other form is more expensive. Like a console is what, twenty bucks, right? Okay, whatever. But each game is then fifty, sixty bucks, right? Yeah. Where on, on PC you can get a humble bundle, one dollar for like ten games every week. Like it, it, Wait, the math there's also shit free games on uh, there's shit cheap games on console. Until you go to GameStop, you find like the, the dumpster bin for like five games for five dollars, you know? They have that too. You get good games Really cheap, yeah, really quick on, on PC. Like the price drops on PC are insane. That's true, and there's, there's way more free-to-play games on PC than there is on consoles. Yeah, and you just pirate whatever you want on PC anyway. But you, technically, you, everything's on sale on Pirate Bay, all right? <laughs> exactly. Where you could go to back up your favorite games because we all exactly. we only do backups on Pirate Bay, right? Nobody does illegal pirates, just backups. But I think PC gaming is is really cheap too. I mean, I don't know compared to like every other form of entertainment too, like going to the movies, like going to the movies once, even if you don't buy any popcorn, is you paying like. 12 bucks for the ticket just for like an hour of entertainment. Whereas even if you buy like a $20 game, $30, even a full budget game, I mean, relatively speaking, I think it's a, uh, it's not bad. All I right. think, I think dude, I, I subscribe to humble bundle monthly. I get so many games for like nothing. I don't even play half those games, but uh, I do feel like it's, it's quite the deal. So I keep, I keep it. All right. I want to wash my, our mouth for a minute here with uh with a PC game before we go back. All right. All right. Oh, this was a PC game, but all right. It's on mobile uh, too though. That's true. It is on mobile though. Okay, we got Dragonhound. This is a game, one of the few games by Nexon announced um, at G-Star that's coming for PC, not mobile. Uh, it's by mm -hmm. Devcat, the guys behind Mabinogi and Vindictus. 
which yeah. are also known as Mabinogi Heroes. And I think it looks pretty good. It takes an inspiration from Monster Hunter, but the, the, the lead dev said, besides Monster Hunter, he was inspired by World of Tanks. Now, I can't really wrap my mind around that. How is a game inspired by both World of Tanks and Monster Hunter? They seem like very different games. Uh, but the premise here is you're basically riding these very well-fortified horses with machine guns on them. How do they even like carry that weight? Like, how are they not dying and their backs should be broken with those like those heavy weights on there? They are super horses, all right. Uh, so you're you're fighting these monsters across vast fields while you know mounted, and during the hunt you you stay mounted so you don't get off the mount. Uh, it looks interesting, I gotta say. Ah, uh, it looks weird, honestly. It looks like it looks more like um, Dauntless or Monster Hunter World than World of Tanks or anything. I mean, I mean, the only World of Tanks inspiration I see is probably customizing your vehicle. Mm-hmm. And it's going on these hunts with other players. The game won't have any PvP though, which is kind of sad. But they will have apparently large scale or like mid scale PVE encounters. They'll have raids as well, and they claim that they'll have very challenging raids. I'm curious how that'll work in like a vehicle vehicular shooter style game like this. This looks very odd though. Like it does. At least bad. give them give them props. Though. It seems to be different. You know, I, I don't think I've seen this model, this mold of a game used anywhere else. No. So I'll, give, I'll give I'll give them props for trying to be different. I'm I'm skeptical to see if it's gonna work or not, but you know. Monster Hunter World has done really well. Even Dauntless has done really well. So there's something here. I mean, at least that nonsense game, one out of ten. Who knows? And but there's no know, release date for this yet. Also, you gotta hand it to the Koreans that when they wanted to copy an idea like Monster Hunter, right? But free to play. Mm-hmm. At least they're putting their spin on it, right? The spin on it. Yeah. If this was a Chinese game, it'd be like just straight up Monster Hunter. <laughs> so the Chinese games are actually hilarious because um, actually what's really funny is um, like Chinese games really are shameless, absolutely shameless. Again, I played Three Hundred Heroes this week. And they've added some of the voice lines in the game. Copy paste from League of Legends. Absolute copy and paste. So and, and, and they really copy every aspect of League of Legends. If you look at um go to YouTube and search 300 Heroes real quick and Donkey. Look at Donkey's video for 300 Heroes. Just like for, for like not even a minute, for like 20 seconds, right? And look at the graphics in his video. Right? Uh League of Legends knockoff, that one? Yeah, yeah, the Donkey one, yeah. Just show it off for like uh like ten just look at the graphics in game. In this okay. video, and then look at the graphics in game for the for the video I made for this game. Now you recognize very quickly that the graphics in that game are old league graphics. They're like mm. before the graphical update, right? And now look at the new 300 Heroes. This was League of Legends before the graphical tweak. And then of course, when when League of Legends updated the graphics, you know, 300 Heroes did the exact same thing and copied the exact same visuals in League of Legends, you know, the new one. That's amazing. They they had the exact same shit graphics that League had, and when League fixed their graphics, they they just copy pasted it and like, here we go, let's go use that shit. I love that the jungle monsters are Pokemon. Yes, nothing will be died. That's my favorite aspect of the game. You know, in League of Legends, you get an item called a Hunter's Machete. It lets you do bonus damage to jungle units, right? It's like a machete that the junglers get. In this game, instead of a Hunter's Machete, you buy a Pokeball and upgrade to a Great Ball. It does more damage to jungles. But then the jungle, of course, <laughs> is just Pokemon. Oh, and, and here's the funny part. Yeah, so uh, in chat, you guys caught on. If you are Blizzard, you, you spent 20 plus years building an aura of premium quality. To, to partner with a company like Netties that just makes shameless garbage all day long is a, is a shame. It's an amazing shame. I actually played, again, I played 300 Heroes quite a bit this last week, and I'm actually enjoying just how ridiculous it is. Now, the game itself doesn't have 300 Heroes yet, but it's a complete shameless ripoff of League of Legends, and obviously they give no fucks about copyright. Look at all the heroes in this game, Altai. They don't have, they have like, I think, over 180 heroes right now, and they add new heroes every week. You know, you got to hand to these guys. They add so much. Since I first played this game over a year ago, they've added like 100 heroes to the game. They've oh added like God. 100 heroes since I last played. There's so many. Like, your favorite anime characters are in this game. Like, they have everything. Oh, I found one for you. I've never heard of. Look at this lolly right here. Dita. Ooh, this game's got a lot of good lollies. They got a lot of, they got a lot of two char- Toho characters as well. Uh, Kiras- uh, Kirasami Marisa is my favorite Toho character. They got her now. And a lot of these characters are premium. They can only get with uh, with cash. You can't get unlock them in game. You can play as Yugi Moto. You can play as like Bleach characters, Naruto characters, Steins Gate characters. You know Edward Elric from Full Metal Alchemist, Lelouch. They've all they 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 even added the recently <laughs> the the Dragon Lolly. They added the Dragon Lolly to the game too. They have Wally. <laughs> yeah, and Finigi. Yes, they do have Kirisu. You can play as Kirisu in this game. <laughs> Look at they added Kana. That's their newest hero. Look at Wally's laws of thermodynamics. That's one of his moves. What? <laughs> Don't you know the laws of thermodynamics are a very important move for, for Wally? <laughs> oh my this god! Game, <laughs> this game is actually hilarious. All right, I absolutely love this game. It's so like memey and unbalanced, and also like they, 
it's funny because the Chinese, you got to hand it them in one regard, right? So they copy a league in every which way, but instead of being a 5v5 game, like, what if we just made it 7 versus 7? Because why the fuck not? The game is 7 versus 7. There are 14 players in a single game of this. And and the beautiful part about this game is the Chinese aren't afraid to innovate, right? They, they copied the game, and they, oh, there's a Battle Royale mode in this game, too. Just a pure Battle Royale game mode. You can queue up for Battle Royale with these characters. This game has, like, 14 different game modes all the time. <laughs> they just keep slapping them on. Uh. Tony Grimm 91 says, the, I said the name of the game. He said 300 lawsuits. <laughs> That's great. There's Idol, there's Idol Master Sephiroth, too. Look at the video. Look at the link cast. Oh, link. my God. <laughs> it's, it's actually amazing. Just like the level of no shame gaming that 300 Heroes has. I, I like this, this game is actually pretty fun, in my opinion, because of how ridiculous it is. And honestly, I recommend giving it a try because it, it's quite meme -y. There's no English translations, though. So you have to kind of navigate the menus and you won't know what your abilities are in game unless you read the wiki. But it's actually pretty fun with just how crazy stupid the game is. Like I wrote a couple of friends into playing this earlier and it's just it's it's quite meme. -y. I love it. Beautiful. A work yeah. of art. Mikasa. They, they have uh they have a skin for uh for Ilya called Holy Grail Lolly Ilya. But she's actually a lolly anyway, so I'm not sure why they called it Holy Grail Lolly Ilya anyway. But they got the dragon lolly. They got uh, Kana. I, uh, oh, they, 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 there is Illidan. There's Illidan. There's, there's Anti-Mage. There's yeah. Axe. They, 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 they copied Dota Heroes as well with the exact same abilities. They have Axe. <laughs> they got Illidan, They got Demon Hunter. They got Queen of Pain. They're not afraid to copy. They're just, just straight up heroes from other games as well with the same exact skins. They have, I, I played yesterday. There was Axe in my game doing Counter Helix and his default abilities in Dota 2. Beautiful. It's, it's remarkable. They should add some Street it's, Fighter heroes next. They probably will, honestly. Like, why not? They're not afraid to copy everything, you know? So I have no doubt that they will. I mean, they have heroes I've never heard of. Like, I'm not, obviously, I know where Kana is. I don't know where P.I.G. is from or, or Kithali. Like, there's all these anime characters I've never even heard of. So I'm not even sure, like, about all these characters. Oh, my God. The skins too. There's Yugi. Yeah, there's Yugi Moto. I know. I can play as Yugi. I know. You, you can play as Wally. You can play as Yugi. You can play as... This game is, this game is great. King of Duelists. Magic Removal. Thousand knives, black hole. Oh I my love this God. game. This game is hilarious. They they just copy everything. They they have something for everyone. The biggest crossover attempt ever conceived. And the thing is, like obviously this game is just a lawsuit waiting to happen, but it's China, so nothing will happen. But like it's pretty. This can never happen. I mean, this game can't exist in America, right? It's impossible. But because I guess China is the wild west for copyright laws, it's uh you know this this happens. He always gets to, he always, I have a lot of fun playing this. I, I, I try this again. This sounds like fun. Yeah, we, we, we should stream it again. It'll be fun. My biggest issue was the graphics. Um, but now that they updated it with League, it should be fine. Yeah, the, the graphics are, look fine the game. Yeah. You can get stronger playing with Franz Kappa. <laughs> but yeah, I love playing Chinese meme games. And I'm actually going to show Altai some Chinese meme game after into the post game, which should be pretty exciting. That's pretty exciting. Well, one, one more quick thing then before we get mm -hmm. to... We're almost out of time, actually. We spent yeah. a lot more time on this than I thought. But it was fun. I enjoyed uh, talking about that. I love this game. I've played quite a few hours this week already. So another Chinese game that we all know and love, Revelation Online, is a uh, is is doing a move that is perhaps like two years too late. So they're adding a MOBA mode, a dedicated MOBA mode, where you don't use your actual character. You use a pre-selected list of characters. It's a five-on-five -five MOBA, and it's pretty much identical to League too. Like this is some of their text from the update. Basically, there's a top lane, middle lane, bottom lane, and a jungle. Top lane is solo, mid lane is solo, AP type, ability power type hero. Bottom lane is with AD and uh, support. So straight up copying uh, the meta from League. Uh, but I think they're just too late. You know, wh wh Who's asking for a MOBA? It's, it's almost 2019 now. And it just seems weird because this is they call it a standalone MOBA, but it's not like a standalone client. So in, in Revelation Online, you talk to an NPC and you do this PvP mode in-game that has nothing to do with your character. So you're not playing your character. You're just yeah. When you're in Revelation Online... You talk to an NPC, it just queues up for a completely different game within that game. So you just like load up with this MOBA within Revelation Online and you start playing. It's weird because it's not connected to your character. It just, it, I don't know, it, it's weird to see a MOBA mode added to this game when it's unrelated to your character. I mean, obviously, yeah. I think Final Fantasy XIV has one, but you play as your character in Final Fantasy XIV. Other games have added it, but you play as your character. Here, you don't. I think what they're trying to do is if, if this does well, they're going to spin it off as a separate game because it has a, the mode has a name. That sounds like it could be a spin-off game. It's called Legends of Nuanor. Yeah, that, so, that seems unrelated, you know. If so it was it just like be. a mode, they would call it like, you know, PV 5v5 PvP mode or something, right? 
but I think mm. they want to spin it off if it does well. I think Tony Green made a good point. A little late to the party at Revelation Online. Yes, exactly. As Chaos said, what was our grandpa trash now? Battle Royale is in. Yeah, right? Like, we saw Battle Royale through the Battle Royale mode, too, now. You know, you, you got you to gotta spin off the Battle Battle Royale modes, all right? We've seen a lot of games added, too. So, like, other MRPGs, I think, are adding Battle Royale. They're a little late for the MOBA train. So, this is my uh, favorite part. This is my favorite part of the... All right, so, this is how you can tell the guy who wrote this has no clue what a, how MOBAs work. So... I'll read this for you guys. This is from the official announcement for the update. Offering something of a distraction from the workaday realms of Revelation Online, Mythical Conflict debuts an exciting new PvP mode that allows you to park your veteran character for a while and enjoy the carefree pleasures of MOBA-style gameplay. Nobody I know who plays MOBAs has described the experience as a carefree pleasure. Okay, it's they're high stress, people yelling at each other, you know, like... yeah. <laughs> yeah, no MOBA is, is carefree. Like, that's like, you get really, in, you know, you start yelling. Those are like the most stressful games I've ever played. At no point is League or Dota carefree. Yeah, so it's funny that they would word it this way. Are they trolling or they have no clue what they're talking about? I don't know. Yeah, I, th I think they don't know what they're talking about. I, I, I think it's too clever for them to be trolling that. Yeah, if you play a MOBA as carefree, you're the reason we're losing. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> if you try to play MOBA as carefree as possible, everyone's going to yell at you and it's going to make you not carefree. You know, people are going to call you every name in the book. Yeah, I, I thought that was pretty funny. When I read that, I just burst out laughing. That's pretty funny. It, yeah, again, it's just weird because they're, they're definitely really late to the party. So, Revelation Lines 153 players on Steam and probably a few players off Steam as well. So, the player base numbers are definitely not good. Not no. great. There's not still great. people in the game, but they're not great. By the way, this game was developed by Netties, if you guys forgot, which is the company that Diablo has uh, entrusted with the, I mean, Blizzard has entrusted with the Diablo franchise. So set your set your uh, expectations accordingly. I'm, I'm still checking out that picture. The Revelation Online picture in the thumbnail is actually really hot. I, I don't know. It's really doing it for me. I want to see rule 34 of that, of this girl. I want I want the full picture. She's got nice boobs. We get to see some nice, I, I like her heels. I like the angle we got going there. I like this Take egg on the gun. right. I want to see some some uh, adult content. I'm not a fan of that Togepi. Get the, get the Togepi <laughs> knockoff off the screen, though. But give me more of that, girl. All right, I want some Rule 34 of that. Hook me up, boys. All right. Well, perhaps we can hook you up in the post game. unless there's anything else you want to quickly cover. All right, that should be it. We'll take it to the post game. All right, to the post game with us. Thanks for watching, guys, and take it easy, YouTube. Hmm? Take care for YouTube.